When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I need somebody to lean on this morning. My name is Peter Burns, and I am in a dark, depressed place after what happened with LSU yesterday. FSU with a huge win out there in the Superdome. Week one is almost in the books. Katie George uh, in here as well with me. The show always presented by Progressive Insurance. And Katie, yes, congratulations. I know you're an ACC girl. How big are, are you feeling? Are you feeling it now? Do you want to? Do you want to just rip my heart out even any more after Excuse what transpired? Me. Excuse yes. me. I root for good games. That's mm. all I root for got on a good the sidelines. One. And we got a stunning game last night between FSU and LSU. Will we get a stunning, unbelievable, crazy, wild game tonight? Georgia Tech taking on Clemson in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We go to the phone lines for former national champion, offensive lineman, Eric McLean. Eric, what say you? Are we going to get another incredible game between these two teams? Do you think Clemson goes out and dominates like they should? Katie, we better absolutely not have an incredible game. <laughs> it better be over quickly. And, uh, no, nah, we'll see, man. You, you just never know. And uh, it's game one. It's week one. Uh, you know, you just hope to see a couple of teams out there having fun. Certainly Clemson, the overwhelming favorite. We all know that, but – uh, a, a little fun fact, we all also know Clemson was uh, dead last against the spread last year uh, in the ACC. So until proven otherwise, uh, I, I, I do not feel good about that 20-plus number. And if you're betting, you better roll with the Jackets there. Uh, it's such an interesting situation because Clemson kind of left for dead early last year. They had, Eric, you know how it was. There's so many injuries, and yet they kind of found something a little bit late into the season. Now they go in. Brent Venables, of course, gone over to Oklahoma. What are you more concerned about, and what do you want to see from the, the Tigers if they're going to be a college football playoff contender? More from the offensive side or the defensive side tonight? Yeah, man, I, look here. The, the defense is, is going to be one of the best in college football. The, the defensive line is the best in college football. I have no worries at all. I think the three of us uh, could call those defensive plays, and, and those guys would be just fine. So, you know, and when you have a guy like Wes Goodwin, who is an absolute genius, you know, he's going to have his way with, with teams. And so I can't wait for that to be on full display and to see his creativity. Got to go down there to, to see Clemson. Uh, on our ACC football tour over the summer and, and just kind of get a glimpse of it and some things that he was doing that, you know, I hadn't seen Clemson ever do, you know, in my time playing there and, of course, you know, covering them in the media for the last couple of years. So it's going to be interesting. You you certainly are going to be able to see his twist on this defense. Um, so to answer your question offensively, absolutely. I mean, you, you got to see better quarterback play. And, and you know, you can watch – all the practice you want, and you can see all the, the individual drills and things like that, but until it's live action and you see uh, a quarterback possibly getting hit, you, you're not going to know how much better they've gotten. So this is going to be a, a, a great, you know, just kind of snapshot for the country tonight uh, to see where DJ Uyunglele is, how does he gotten better, and, uh, you know, what is this offense going to look like in 2022? 
So you've had an updated view of DJ Uyunglele since you and I were together for the Clemson spring game back in April. And, of course, spring games are are helpful to a degree. To your point, the defense is so stacked. I think both DJ Uyunglele and Kate Klubnick, the freshman quarterback who came in, highly touted. They were both had their hands full against the defensive fronts that they were going against, working through some things. So what are you expecting from DJ tonight, Eric? Because he has lost a lot of weight. He looks really good. But the question relies on how accurate can he be? Can he execute and manage this offense successfully? KG, that, that's exactly right. And, and EJ Manuel and myself are actually going to be doing a little tape uh, later today. So get over to ACC Network nice. around 7 p.m. We'll break all that down and just really kind of show you. Uh, but just to tell you, I need to see that mobility translate. You know, it's great that you lost weight, you changed your body, but what does that mean physically from a, a mobility standpoint? Can he evade the rush? Can he evade the, the blitz? And, you know, not just be a, a snowman back there, you know, with, with his feet in concrete. Can he get out of the way? Uh, and, and him used as a runner, you know, that's been such a big piece of Clemson's offense for, for recent memory, quarterback runs and design runs. And, you know, those guys being athletic back there, not just great throwers. Um, and then secondly, or thirdly, his, his ability to process information faster and, and seeing what the defense has given him, what coverage it is, where he needs to go with the football. It needs to be one, two, three ball out. And uh, quite frankly, again, you, you, you can't truly tell that until it's a live game. So we'll see it early and often. Obviously, a a, a year ago, Georgia Tech had a great plan and and confused DJ and did a great job getting their hand on the football uh, to make this game really tight. Uh, Certainly, the the Tigers will want to be sharper offensively tonight. All right, let's look at the ACC in total. Virginia Tech loses to Old Dominion. I don't even want to go there with the Louisville Cardinals, my alma mater, and what happened up at the Carrier (laughs) Dome or whatever they're calling it, something J, something wireless, feels weird. UNC, NC State escape nightmare scenarios, albeit ECU and App State are, are two very tough opponents, tough places to play. Obviously, you saw what happened against LSU and FSU last night. Just what did you think of the performances, the games, the wild games that you saw mm. unfold within the conference this weekend? Yeah, and even going back to Thursday last week. Oh, I mean, good my point. goodness, Pitt. it's yeah, crazy gosh. to think how, how long ago this was with Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, and, and I think a really cool thing to, to think about if, if you're the ACC and when you were scheduling this weekend and, and understanding the benefits of playing five straight days of college football, you think of the biggest moments, the most d- talked about moments, the things that were brought up on game day on Twitter all over the, the country, uh, Thursday night, Pittsburgh dominated tv three million plus uh you know one of the highest ratings that we've had in quite some time on a thursday night north carolina app state back and forth discussed in in great detail and great measure uh all around the country last night florida state fsu so the acc is dominated in regards to putting on a show uh being one of the sole games on tv especially last night and tonight and uh, have another great opportunity here on Labor Day Monday. So it's something where you want to be the talk of the town. You get that done. You get those W's. And, uh, you know, off to a great start. A nice way to capitalize that with Clemson being dominant tonight. Although, again, I know it's friendly fire. 
Last question there for Eric McLean here, former ACC uh, or former Clemson player, ACC Network Studio Analyst with us right now. You guys in the ACC okay with an expanded playoff now? Because it seems what, like a couple of months ago, you were like, ah, we don't necessarily want it. Or at least that was what was coming from the ACC. Pete's uh, always going to take a shot, Eric. What? what, what, what shot. It's no. fair. Is that unfair? It's they, fair. The ACC want, want the expanded hey, Greg, playoff? I think he just wants an SEC playoff, and, and that's all we want. So I think a lot of these commissioners you know, didn't want it outside of Notre Dame and the AAC and, and the Sun Belt. Uh, you know, for player safety and, and making sure that those guys are taken care of and doing it the right way. I'm all for it, man. Let's do it. Let's play. Let's mm-hmm. get the best people in there. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, obviously, that's the way to get the best product on the field. And certainly, there's certain divisions, there's certain conferences that, that are stronger than others. And so do you see that? You know, a team that, you know, happened to lose to an Alabama or happened to lose to a Clemson that, that can't get into their, you know, conference championship game now – maybe has that opportunity for a lower seed. So I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be the best product possible. And uh, let's speed it up. Let's get it going in 24. Let's not wait those other two years. Eric, I'm all in for this idea, and I pitched it last night, and thank God we didn't do it. There needs to be a crossover where us SEC Network folks watch the LSU-FSU game next year with ACC folks. We'll put it on the simulcast. We'll have an open bar. We'll put it like on ESPN Plus where we can actually use adult language. Are you in for that? (laughs) I think that that would come from your side would be the no, not ours. But I'm all for it, man. Let's do it. Buckle up. Let's do it. Uh, Eric McLean should be a great game. Thank you for giving us some insight over on this Clemson-Georgia Tech game coming up tonight, bud. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate you. No doubt. Appreciate you all. Have a great show. Uh, Thanks, KG. Oh, you didn't give it a thanks, Peter? I, do the people over the ACC network hate me, Katie? You can tell me the truth. I'm, I mean, just well, Actually, don't. Oh, you paused. Your... Did you just pause? You paused. I was just thinking about how I wanted a rebuttal. I mean, take one scroll through your Twitter. I just, I think you yeah. alienate a lot of people. So, yes, in short. Awkward. Not me, though. I know where it comes from. It comes from a good place. You're passionate. Awkward. And, you know, unfortunately, you're just on the wrong side of it last night. Um, agree to disagree. All right, how about this? Can we at least agree that we like the college football playoff? Does anybody really not want it to expand and look more like the NFL? 888-SAY-ESPN is that phone number if you want to weigh in over on week one of college football as well. Remember, we got second half of our Labor Day baseball doubleheader today. Rangers visiting the Astros. Coverage begins 6.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Peter Burns, Katie George, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Peter Burns, Katie George, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, talking a little big-picture college football as we saw that. Uh, X is not giving it to us, but the college football committee is giving us a expanded playoff. Now, the question is whether it's 2026 or 2024. And, Katie, there's so many boogeymen in in sports right and what i mean by that is i was told we were told collectively as fans of sports that name image and likeness oh my gosh what's going to happen it's going to be just the worst thing ever to happen in collegiate athletics i don't know about you but i enjoyed week one of college football i wasn't thinking about if a guy got a deal with a sandwich shop or he inked a deal about uh wrangler blue jeans or whatever like it didn't it didn't factor in whatsoever okay so it was the fear of the unknown that people didn't like and i have heard people say oh this college football playoff expansion it's just going to ruin the regular season where do you stand on that i'm, I'm trying to understand where that comes from of people that don't want to see more teams that have access to to an opportunity not necessarily going to win the title but an opportunity to win the title I think it's the complete opposite. I don't understand when people make the argument that it's going to ruin the regular season. I mean, think about the gripe that we've had for the last four or five years. Oregon, for instance, Utah. Utah is a great team. Cam Rising is a great quarterback, okay? They go down to the swamp. They lose week one. What have we learned about week one? A lot of mistakes happen. These guys don't play in preseason games. Special teams are a calamity for a lot of these teams. Games were won and lost on one play. We saw that all weekend long. And what has the conversation switched to for Oregon and for Utah? Well, the Pac-12 is out of the college football playoffs scenario. They're done. Their best hope, Utah, has already lost. They're done. They're out of it. What does that do to a student athlete? What does that do to a program, to a coaching staff? It's demoralizing. I hate that narrative. That one loss, you're automatically counted out, and your season is viewed as a disappointment, that your fans are no longer invested. I mean, take it from me. I'm a, you know, went to Louisville. I saw Louisville fans all over my timeline. For three months, we've been hyping the season up. We've been so excited for what's to come and all the chances that we feel like we have behind Malik Cunningham. You go to Syracuse, and you get stomped, and now all of the last three months – we're for nothing because you feel like your chances to win an ACC title, your chances beyond. Louisville's probably a bad example because they, they didn't have college football playoff chances to begin with. But Utah thinks a good example. Now, by expanding, one loss doesn't automatically bounce you. You're still playing for something. By the end of the season, you're still fighting to be a 9, 10, 11, 12 seed. Well, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. Peter Burns and Katie George here, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. And when, when you discuss it that way, we see just uber teams being created, right? Georgia looked like a team of six-star athletes, and they just demolished 
Oregon, right? It was men amongst boys over in Atlanta. We saw Alabama just looked like to be on absolute cruise control. I think Notre Dame's is a pretty decent squad with Marcus Freeman and what he inherited from Brian Kelly. But it was clear that when Ohio State put the pedal to the metal, they were they were on a different gear. And when, you can, when you're only going to have access for about six to eight programs, guess what's going to happen in the world of the transfer portal? Everyone's going to go, I want to go there. Jameer Gibbs, right? His former team, Georgia Tech, is facing Clemson. It would be incredible to watch Jameer Gibbs because maybe at some point the Yellow Jackets might have a chance, and you know what, to upset Clemson in week one. But at some point he thought, you know what, I'm never going to have an opportunity with a lot of eyeballs to get into the college football playoff if I play for Georgia Tech. And with four teams, I, I can't hate him for the rationale. And what does he do? He only made one of the 1% teams, Alabama, that much better. And it's going to be the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States of the world that can go out there, the Georges, and say, you know what? Hey, you're a really good player, but in four teams, you're really going to make the playoff? No. And so if you want more parity in the sport, if you're claiming it's the same old, same old each and every year, you should be behind this. Now, I, I am curious about how the players are going to perceive it, Katie, because I feel like there's more and more chatter about from Jim Harbaugh talking about the players are going to make a little bit more money out of this. Is that going to ruin anything? I I can't say it is, right? I think college football is so strong. I don't think anything is going to truly jeopardize that because of how much the fans love it. Yeah, I, I'm with you, and it's it's interesting to hear coaches talk about it now, right, that we know that this is where we're heading, at least at the very least, 2026 is when you will see a 12-team playoff maybe sooner. Pat Narduzzi seems to believe that it's going to have a negative impact in terms of players wanting to play in these games. Take a listen. I think going to a 12-team playoff, you hope, you hope, and it's just a matter of time before guys you know, are opting out of the playoffs, too. Even if it stays at four, I think guys are going to start opting out of the playoffs, which will be a shame, but it's coming. All right, so if it comes, and we're talking about the world of name, image, and likeness, is there not a way, and I, and I asked that into the ether, Katie, can, if, can the college football playoff be necessarily a client? And what I mean by that is we see deals with Dr. Pepper, right? We see the Heisman House, and we see Bryce Young making money off the Heisman House commercials right now. What prevents the college football playoff from saying, you know what, if you're in the college football playoff with this $7 billion deal, whatever they're going to get when they expand the college football playoffs, that they end up signing players that make the college football playoff into an NIL deal. I, I, that I don't you know get, if that's possible. You get possible. a cut or a paycheck of sorts for, for performing, for playing in a game. Yeah, you could see that possibly because, again, to your point, there's a lot of unknown still about navigating NIL. I think it could also have the opposite effect of what Pat Narduzzi is talking about. You know, you see a lot of guys opt out of the Cheez-It Bowl, right, or the Duke's Mayo Bowl, or bowls that are deemed inferior to New Year's Six or the CFP, right, because they're not necessarily playing for something that they feel like is going to be life-changing, right? They're more worried about their draft stock at that point in time. So I think you could see if a guy is going to play – you know, the, in the eight and nine seed game mm-hmm. at a home field, yeah, they're going to want to play in that because now they're playing for a national title. And I also think it's it's specific to the individual, right? Some guys, yes, you are going to see opt out. That's just inevitable at this point in time, based on where we're at with the sport. But some guys are going to say, "Heck yeah, 
that's another opportunity for me to go out and show scouts to put together a tape that improves mm-hmm. my draft stock. And I want to go do that, not only for myself, but yes, I want to compete with my boys one more time or a few more times if we're able to win and continue to advance. So I think you could have the opposite effect. I, I understand people don't like change and they always question change as we're going through it. But when we get to 2026 or even if they move it up to 2024, I think everybody once we get there is going to be going bananas because we've gotten more college football being played and everybody's going to be thrilled with that product. I'm all in on it. You can follow her on Twitter at Katie underscore George 05, myself at Peter Burns ESPN. You can follow this man at ESPN Booger. Booger McFarlane is going to join us coming up next. How is he coping with what happened between LSU and FSU and what he's seen in week one of college football so far? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Florida State 24, LSU 23. The freshman, Damian Ramos for the extra point and the biggest kick of his life thus far. The snap is back. The hold is down. The kick is low. It's no good. No good. Florida State has won in New Orleans. The final score, the Seminoles 24 and the Tigers 23. I believe in sports scars in which something happens that just affects you so deeply you always remember it. And sometimes it's the losses and not necessarily the wins that end up scarring you even more. That call courtesy of ESPN Radio. Peter Burns and Katie George here on Canty and Carlin. Joined by one of our good friends who I'm sure was locked and loaded in uh, watching that game last night. Booger McFarlane, two-time Super Bowl champion, ESPN football analyst, and former LSU Tiger. Boog, how are we doing this morning? We need a status check for you my friend yeah, we're outstanding buddy i am uh, in the process of i got some baby back ribs that i'm gonna put on the grill so today's oh. a good day sir uh it is a good day now for those who watched it because i think everybody was tuned in a it was sunday night on a, on a holiday weekend and everybody was getting their barbecue ready to roll like you got on the ribs but what what was your biggest takeaway from fsu lsu last night in the superdome well, uh, you know, from the FSU perspective, I, I thought Jordan Travis looked outstanding. I mean, to see where he's come in his career uh, is just wonderful to see. Uh, their defensive line was, as advertised, really, really good. Uh, and you got to give Mike Novell a lot of credit because he's been under a lot of heat in Florida State. And for him to get a win of that caliber was big for him in that program. You know, from an LSU perspective, Peter, I saw a team that was playing their first game under a new head coach. And it was a lot of kinks that needed to be worked out. They were breaking in a new quarterback. So many things that typically happen in the first game 
happen for them. It just happened to be on the national stage. And I think uh, it was a disappointing outcome, not only for BK, but for all those players. But I, I think if this is the low point of the Brian Kelly tenure, I, I think they'll be okay. But it, it was a disappointing night for everyone involved on the LSU side. I agree, Boog. And I was down on the sidelines, and I felt like as a crew we felt like this game would be more telling for Florida State because Mike Norvell was in year three as compared to where Brian Kelly is at after seven months of work with his new personnel and trying to blend that with what they wanted to do schematically. As you know, Twitter is a dark place, and fans are not the nicest of people. Do you believe that Brian Kelly, once he is given the time to get his recruits in, his kind of personnel and build the systems that he wants, will find success given all the talent that's in the state of Louisiana? Well, I, honestly, Kate, I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's unfair to judge him after one game, um, you know, especially since he signed a, what, an eight, nine, ten-year deal. Mm-hmm. I, I do think he's going to be given every opportunity based on that contract to be successful. Um, but, um, again, it, it's one game. I'm, I'm always reminded of what happened in some very successful coaches' first year. I mean, Saban lost to Louisiana Monroe. Uh, mm-hmm. I can go on and on down the list mm-hmm. of coaches that lost to teams but they probably shouldn't have lost to him. And, and I think when we look back on it now, we're like, huh, how did that happen? So uh, Brian Kelly is going to be given every opportunity. You said it best, only seven months on the job. But I, I think that uh, it was disappointing just because from a from a preparedness standpoint, the team didn't look prepared. And I think when you pay $100 million bucks for a guy, you expect better than that. Yeah, we, we live in a microwavable society, and that's what we want right now is success overnight. Booger McFarland joining Peter Burns and Katie George. Boog, you're there in studio recapping games. you got Dan Mullen next to you in, in Gandhi, and you guys are talking about all these games. What surprised you? Oh, at the end of the, the Saturday night, what going in you didn't expect to see happen that you're like, huh, man, I, I didn't see that one coming? Uh, two things. The way that Oregon was physically manhandled. I think I, I expected Dan, Dan Landing to go up to Oregon. And, yeah, he, he doesn't have the talent that Georgia has. But, but I, I thought the one thing that he would bring to that team would be some toughness and some physicality, knowing what was coming to Atlanta and the Georgia Bulldogs. And they just got physically manhandled. That's number one. And number two, let's be careful before we crown people. I think everyone was ready to crown Ohio State's offense uh, that could score 50 points on anybody. And, and I think what Saturday night uh, in the horseshoe showed us is that on, sat, on, on, on any given Saturday, when you have a bunch of 17- to 21-year-olds out there, uh, if teams don't play up to their level, they can be beat. Now, Ohio State won. They didn't get beat, yada, yada, yada. But let's be careful before we crown Alabama and Ohio State as the two best teams in the country. Mm. Okay, to that point, though, outside of maybe the knowns that you just mentioned, who impressed you that you thought, wow, this team actually is further along than I anticipated or this team could actually make some great waves in their conference? Well, I don't know if anyone uh, just yet is is ready to be put in that upper echelon. Here's what I will say. Um, Billy Napier is Mm. a, a really, really, really good football coach. And regardless of what Twitter says and second-guess some of the decisions he made, I know one thing. When he made all those decisions when it came to the clock management and what to do, how to do it, when to do it, nobody is as prepared or more prepared as he is. And I think if Anthony Richardson stays healthy, Florida uh, has a chance to win 10 games this year. And I think going into the season, nobody would have ever said that. 
But I think if you look at their schedule, and PB, you can correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. I think the only two teams that I would say that clearly have more talent than Florida on their schedule would be uh, Georgia uh, and or if they get Alabama at some point. Other than that, yeah. I don't know of any other team on that schedule that is going to line up with the Gators and have more talent. And as long as 15 is healthy, man, he is a he is as big a difference maker as anyone in the sport right now of college football. Boog, I remember going watching you know Cam Newton every time they play LSU, and I thought you're not you're not going to beat this guy, especially on short yardage downs. And sure enough, he 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 did it. It was a little bit of Vince Young, it was a little bit of Cam, and there's going to be a lot of expectations. He's a better passer Anthony than Richardson. Cam, though, Peter. Like that's the yeah. thing that people don't realize. He, he's a little bit better passer than Cam was at this stage in his career. Which is incredible as well, too. And it's, and it's part of what, you know, Dan Mullen had, 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 what, he put Emory Jones out there just because he knew that Anthony needed a little bit of seasoning, and he finally got that, an opportunity for having all season, and now all you see is a top 10 upset, which led to a great debut for Billy Napier. Last most important question, how are we cooking the ribs? Like, I mean, I always trust big men. I know you slimmed down the last couple of years, but I imagine the Booger McFarland ribs are something special. Give me, give me a Labor Day uh, recipe hint. Well, the ribs are really, really simple. Uh, I, I get some heavy, heavy-duty aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. All right, I lay that out. I get my ribs. I got a nice little seasoning blend that I put together. <laughs> Just a little bit of kick, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of flavor. Rub them down, put a little lemon inside, slice it up, and I wrap them up twice in heavy-duty aluminum foil, Peter. And I put them on the grill, and I forget them for about two and a half, three hours. And I come back, Oh wow! and oh. I take them out, and I, I brown them on each side lightly. And at that point, big guy, my ribs go from from uh, from barbecue ribs to pulled pork really quickly. Mm, just falling off the bone. This is cruel, Bug. I mean, we've got an hour and 20 minutes left. I can't go eat my dinner yet. That's just Thanks. cruel. Well, maybe, you know, Peter's wife will bring you guys some food or whatever, you know, in between taking care of his two kids while he's working. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm doing the Lord's work right now, having to have uh, therapy with my friends on radio as my favorite team got its just guts uh, ripped out yesterday. All right, go enjoy that. You've got some Dormy Club gear headed your way. I know you're a big golfer as well, too. Have a uh, happy Labor Day to you, my friend. Same to you. Always talk good talking to you, Peter. And Katie, always good to hear from you. You too, Bug. Thanks so much. Booger McFarlane. Like, can we go ahead and re-rack the re-racking of the ribs? Like the, yeah, like, can I just... I'm, could you guys in the in the control room just write that down, like just the instructions and the, the recipe? heavy duty so foil. Can... We'll cut that, that and was... send that out for everybody in the company so they Perfect. can use that going yeah. forward. I am so hungry right now. I would wow. absolutely watch a cooking Lemons. show that includes Booger McFarland, Marcus Spears, and then anything that Dan Orlowski wants to eat. I would oh. say would be the opposite because he yeah, has the world's that seems worst fair. food takes. Um, Josh, Steve in North Dakota or North Carolina. Josh in South Dakota. We'll get to some of your phone calls coming up. You can give us a call on that Dr. Pepper call in line 888-SAY-ESPN. Remember, Canty and Carlin brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Liberty Mutual customized your coverage so you only pay for what you need. Peter Burns, Katie George, and for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Swing and a drive, deep left field. Judge sends it way out of here into the second deck. Home run number 54, the Yankees jump in front, 4-2. to Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All the pressure of the world on Aaron Judge and the Yankees right now, and he delivers. What is that, guys? Is that 54 on the season, if I'm not mistaken? That is 54. You're spot on there, Peter. Uh, That call courtesy of ESPN Radio. Peter Burns and Katie George here on Canty and Carlin. Are they they still choking? Who's the Yankees fan over there back in Bristol? I know. Listen. 
They, I know they've turned we got a corner. Them. They've turned a corner. Have they? Have they? Okay, a well, I mean, little bit. A little bit. They're not playing as well as they started the season, certainly. Got to the halfway point, right? Help me uh, out, yeah, guys. Chris, who back in the studio is a diehard Yankees fan? We got, our, it, guy, we got our guy Steve Risser here. Who, all right, Steve. Let, Steve, walk, film it. Walk me through yeah, I mean, this. I mean, yeah, they, were not, they definitely were not playing well. They scored one run in their last uh, in the two game, in the first two games in Tampa. But they've won their last two. They, I mean, they, they, got a, they got a big win yesterday, beat the Rays. And then uh, t- today, Aaron Judge had a huge home run in the sixth inning. So they're, they're – playing a little bit better now they've won two in a row but seeing where the lead was there's definitely a chance that they continue to play this way that the Rays could come back and win that division so not hitting the panic button yet hands glossed over the panic button uh, where not, are we not hitting the panic button yet but say because the, say the, they play the Rays next week mm-hmm. in the Bronx if the Rays sweep them then you're definitely hitting the panic button because the differential is five and a half at this point it's five and a half at this point yes what they, they were up by what 11 and a half in uh, the division no, I think they were 15. like 16 or something uh, yeah. 15 yeah 15 okay. yep because I was looking back at it last night, I was thinking, had LSU ended up winning that game, that would have been one of the most historic collapses that I would have seen had FSU actually lost that game. I mean, whoever that ranked, yeah, as it, far it, as it, gut punches it, it, of a New the, York if fan. The, if the Yankees uh, d- lose, it would be the biggest, one of the biggest collapses in the, in the history of baseball because years ago, the Red Sox were up 14 games on them in July, and the Yankees came back and won the division in 78 when the Yankees won the World Series. So if the Yankees collapse, this would probably, this would probably be a bit uh, – this would be one of the probably the biggest collapse in baseball history, and it would be right up there with 0-4 when they had that 3-0 lead against the Red Sox. Uh, you guys know how much time we have to the hard out here. Aaron Judge re-signing with the Yankees, no-brainer? I mean, is it uh, like a $7,000 well, I mean, million? For the Yankees, it should deal? be. It has to be a no-brainer. No brainer. The fan base will, will not be happy at all if Aaron Judge doesn't re- re-sign. That, that has to be a no That is a no-brainer. Uh, how about a guy just betting on himself, much like Lamar Jackson is trying to do right now, and said, you know what? Hey, if we don't get this contract figured out, we'll no just problem. take it to open market, and it's going to be a boatload of money. Aaron Judge now only seven off of Roger Maris's American League mark of 61 homers, and in my mind, the actual true home run king of Major League Baseball. Peter Burns, Katie George, the best week ever crew in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, always presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. We'll talk a little college football, talk a little NFL. Josh is in South Dakota. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy uh, happy Labor Day. Uh, Katie yelled at me for not telling people Happy Labor Day. I didn't know I was supposed to say Happy Labor kind, Day. It's kind, Josh. It's kind of wish somebody Happy Labor Day. Yes. That's all. Happy Labor Day. Josh. You know what you should say, Katie? You guys What's should it? make a sandwich. It's called uh, PBKG. And but, I think it would be but, like uh, pepperoni, something, bologna, um, oh no. kielbasa, oh no. and uh, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> however, hey, let's talk about the 12-team playoff because I think it really saved college football. I truly do. And this is this is my thesis, is that uh, without that, we'd have two super conferences going on, and maybe this will be um, into the future and pull away from the uh, NCAA. But uh, now we're going to have a dispersion of talent through NIL and uh, the transfer portal. But uh, we're going to have more talent, and everybody loves to root for the underdog. Doesn't you? Doesn't you? Everybody loves to root for the underdog. So I really, truly think – that this is the best thing that could ever happen to college football. So um, bring it on. Tell me I'm wrong, but let's go. Josh, I'm all in. I don't know about your sandwich suggestion, but I am all in on more fans are going to be – 
entertained by this, Katie, because you're right. Maybe, you know, more players may stay where they're at. More coaches may not leave for greener pastures if they feel like there's an expanded field. Yeah, and I think Josh brings up a good point in terms of keeps the parity alive within the conferences, right? I mean, I do believe that we are seeing the growth of two super conferences in terms of the SEC and the Big Ten in terms of its membership. I'm still not ready to ordain the Big Ten as a constant player in the CFP, right? Obviously, we had Michigan uh, a season ago, Michigan State a few years back. We had Washington from the Pac-12. Clemson has been, obviously, a mainstay for quite some time from the ACC. But I I do think by allowing conference champions um, to enter into the CFP when we expand to 12 – that gives them a fighting interest, right? And that's why ultimately I think you saw commissioners kind of hightail it and change their original thought process of, no, 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 we've got to vote against this. And now, oh, yeah, we're all for it, unanimously voted this through, that they're going to at least implement this in 2026, maybe even earlier. But, yes, you want a clear path for somebody from your conference to be able to play in the college football playoff, and this now allows it. Uh, Katie, I can make the argument that if the Pac-12 gets a decent television deal, which I do think Mm -hmm. that they're going to get, it may be from ESPN, it may be from someone else, but I think they will be able to cash in. If the Pac-12 doesn't expand and they stay solvent and they're able to actually continue to be a part of college football, that losing USC and UCLA to a smaller extent – doesn't necessarily hurt them that much as far as when it comes to being a part of the college football playoff discussion in a 12-team playoff, right? You're taking USC, one of the brands that could take it to the next level, and you're moving them out, and yet you still have an opportunity, but you've got to get the TV deal done. Um, Steve is in North Carolina. Thanks for joining us here on Canty and Carlin. What's up, Steve? Hey, Steven. How y'all doing, buddy? We're doing great, man. Happy Labor Day to you, my friend. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually doing people, so that ain't good. I had to work today. <laughs> so do we, buddy. So yeah. do we, Steve. Yeah. But, but listen, uh, Booger is such an ambassador of LSU, and, and for, I, so so refreshing to hear him actually say finally what I, I would say, listening to commentators all day long saying what LSU did and didn't do and didn't do. And I said, wait a minute. This is the first time I've seen this Florida State team since 1996. They actually had discipline for four quarters. They actually winning the game the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then decided at the end that we just might try to pull some Florida State things. Because if they would have ran that ball in with five minutes and 20 seconds ago, people don't realize it would have been 31-10. to 10. There's no right. chance of this being an exciting game at the end. Yeah, Steve, I, I do – again, I think we live in that microwavable society where people just – I think there's unlikable characters. And I think for a lot of people, Brian Kelly rubs, rubs – people the wrong way and I think that they want them to fail and listen that's what you and Scott Woodward the athletic director knew in Baton Rouge that that's what he was getting into when he hired Brian Kelly but you didn't hire him to win one game against FSU in quote-unquote year zero you hired him to build a damn program he's going to need time for that like him or not Brian Kelly is an excellent football coach Booger mentioned Billy Napier being an excellent football coach, which he is. So is Brian Kelly, and he's proven that over time. Certainly he goes to LSU because he feels like he can recruit a certain type of player that will allow him to win ultimately a national title. I think it is very hard to judge a man in the work that he and his staff that he put together has done over the last seven, eight months with an entirely new roster that they did not construct themselves. Yes, they brought in some transfers to fill holes to add depth, but it was always going to have some kinks, right? There just unfortunately were a lot of them that they were trying to work through in a live game. And so I think that it was 
disappointing, certainly, because you have high hopes, but you cannot... I mean, you cannot call for the man's head, which people are doing on Twitter, which is just absolutely mind-blowing to me that first game in, people are already upset. It's a work in progress. Stay patient. I, again, you look at this, and you could we could be here five years from now and think about the butterfly effect of all of that change. The, Notre Dame could be a different team and take the next level of market with Marcus Freeman. Brian Kelly could have built that program behind the program for LSU. And then Billy Napier has already shown, listen, he brought a different culture out into Gainesville and look at what he's done. Anthony Richardson already being looked at as a Heisman Trophy candidate. And now he's got a huge game coming up in the swamp against a ranked Kentucky squad that's been vying for some respect over in the SEC East. All right. Let's go NFC East coming up next. We talk about the Cowboys. They made a move that makes zero sense to me. I'll tell you what it is next. Canty and Carlin.